Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow. Can you believe it? Week one is here, fellas. We have, a, we, have a, we have a game tonight. We got football, baby. Really excited. Welcome to Before the Snap Fantasy Podcast. My name is Slim, alongside Jed Whitaker of the Jock Adams, hanging out. Uh, Thursday Night Football. We have a game tonight. Atlanta Falcons Let's versus the go. defending Super Bowl Let's champs. Let's go. Slim, before we uh, get Eagles. into it, before we get into yeah. it, hold on one second. I want to lift the curtain a little bit. Uh-oh. So when we're doing a little bit of pre-show prep here, Jed pulls out these just reams and reams and reams of paper. Like, he's got like a bucket load of papers. And you're like, what is all that? And he's like, they're my notes. I got all these notes. Like, Jed's got a ton of information. He's ready. And, and then it's you sit there and you start cutting into him a little bit. He turns around and he's like, where's your notes? And you're like, it's all right here. And you just point to your noggin. <laughs> it's all in my head, baby. It, it's oh, so funny because these, these are the same two people, right, that you have in every single fantasy draft you ever attend. You got somebody who shows up with maybe a pencil, maybe a highlighter, and that's it. And then you've got somebody who's got like 87 sheets. 45 books, yeah, and they've got packet. stuff spread all over the place. I'm the guy who brings the packet. I brought the packet to our work league uh, draft yesterday, dude. It was so Do you know useful. what's funny Very about useful. that? Jed Whitaker actually uh, left a packet in my studio, my other studio, because I work for um, with Mojo in the morning, and he, he left a packet. It was about 100 pages or so. Yeah. Pages. And, I, you know, I thought I was going to use it. Then I, I went to my draft last night and I was like, yo, I just, this is just like, it was overload. I didn't yeah. know what to you do got, with that. That's all why info. I said you have to read it. You have to, like, look through it, skim through it. What are the positions that you struggle with? Then you target on those. But, That's what uh, I do. but don't you feel sometimes if you're maybe a little too over prepared that you might make, you know, decisions that might cost you? I didn't feel that way yesterday. I felt like I, I was nervous. I had anxiety, and then and then the jock over here kind of calmed me down. But you texted me last night. You said you weren't happy with your draft, and you killed it. Yeah, I but, thought it was a pretty but, good but draft. But that's me, like being hard on yourself. Yeah, hard on myself. But I, I think I think there's a point there, right? So on Monday, I got to host uh, for one of our local sports shows, right? And all I did on Saturday and Sunday. And then on my way in on Monday is just read, 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 read. I had so much knowledge in my head. And then when I went to go present the arguments that I wanted to talk about, it just kind of felt like it was flat. So sometimes I think you can be yeah. overprepared. That's very true. Yeah, I was overprepared. Well, sure. let's uh, let's hope we're not too overprepared for today's podcast. We are definitely going to talk about the, obviously, the Lev Bell situation, which is, uh, you know, it's huge. It's it's kind of you know I don't want to say ruined the draft but I know a lot of players who had the second and third pick um, didn't know what to do and it happened last night in a a couple drafts that um, I was a part of so definitely want to touch base on that also you know week one's here we got to talk about the stardom and sit-ums and who to start and who to sit this week but I do want to start today's podcast off with I love this music yes Thursday night football. We have regular season football tonight. Regular, you guys hear me? Regular season football, meaningful football, is on tonight. Who's playing? 
The Falcons and the Eagles are on tonight. I actually have some stock in Julio Jones. Um, I want to talk about that game. Who do you guys like? Who don't you like? Who are you starting? Who are you sitting? It's week one. Uh, also, who's going to win the game? For all you uh, uh, survivor pools out there, uh, if you're if you're taking one of these teams, um, I, which I don't, uh, it's a tough game to call. I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't put my money on either one of these teams. So, uh, but it's a big game. A lot of big uh, key fantasy players in today's game. So Nick Foles, uh, Jay Jai's a little banged up. Uh, we don't we don't really know what uh, uh, you know where he's at with tonight's game. We're gonna we're gonna find out hopefully uh, before game time. So if you have a Jai, you can you know know to plug and play him or or or, or bench him. Uh, and also who if he is not playing tonight, who are you guys playing uh, instead of Jai? So uh, let's start with uh, I I drafted Julio last night uh, in the second round. So obviously that's a must start. You're playing Julio. You're playing all your studs. Uh, what about not Tevin Campbell, but Tevin Coleman. What are you doing with uh you know the the, the two headed monster back there uh, with with uh, Devontae and uh, and Coleman? I think Devontae's a must start. You have to start him. I think Tevin Coleman is a good flex player in deeper leagues. Um, I have a hard time placing him as a running back too. Devonta Freeman's definitely a running back one for me all day long. Coleman is kind of on that borderline for me. He's 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 like a, he's a weak running back too. So if you don't have anybody or you need somebody that you've got to play, I would play him because he does have some he does have touchdown upside, and he does catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. PPR field. PPR exactly. monster for sure. If it's PPR, he, he's he's definitely a, a low running back too. Um, otherwise, standard league, I'm thinking he's a, fa- a flex play, yeah. a solid flex play. He played player. really well last year against Philadelphia as well. I'm not sure if they had a. I think their last drive. I mean, I think Tevin had like. 80 of their yards like he went on a rampage so he definitely plays well against uh philadelphia so i think that this is going to be a healthy split to start the season with both freeman and campbell is that I, in your I, notes that is in okay my notes. Right, i think ahead. it's gonna be a healthy split between the, <laughs> to the two of them um i think philadelphia is really gonna go pass heavy with this because phil or i'm sorry atlanta is gonna go very pass heavy with this because philadelphia secondary it's kind of shaky this year. I know they kind of played out of their mind in the playoffs last year, but if you look at the whole course of the 2017 season last year, they were like one of the middle-of-the-road secondaries, and they have some excellent receivers in Julio Jones, uh, Muhammad Sanu, and we don't know what we're going to get with Calvin Ridley yet, but they have those looks three good. weapons that they can use. Yeah, it looks good. And they also have th- weapons that they can use out of the backfield. So it's almost like for Atlanta, pick your poison, but I think they're going to go pass out of the backfield heavy today. Now, on the other side of the ball... Uh, Alshon will not be playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz will not be playing tonight. What are you doing with the receivers there in Philadelphia, like Aguilar, um, and you got Clement, who if Ajayi doesn't play, he's a pretty Wall- good Mike passing Wallace back, well and Mike Wallace. Yeah. So, what are you guys doing with uh, the receiving core over there in Philadelphia? You guys starting them? You guys I'm, sitting them? I'm sitting the f- receiving core on this one. There's no good quarterback play. Um, no quarterback to really spread the the football around either. Even if you have a guy in the backfield, but I'm staying away from Philadelphia's receivers. But, uh, today. Foles is a Super Bowl MVP from last year. Yeah, he had a rough okay, preseason. Uh, also, preseason. So is Joe Flacco. That's I, true. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't trust the wide receiving core in Philly. Here's the thing: if you're playing in a 12, 14, 16 man league or anything deeper than that, it'd be crazy if you are. But if you're playing anything super deep, maybe Nelson Aguilar is your flex. That's it. Nobody else from Philly am I am I starting uh, as far as a wide receiver. Jay Ajayi, 
he's a running back two for me, and I think he's a solid running back two. I think he's going to get a lot of production tonight. I think he's going to be decent. Um, you drafted him, I'm assuming, pretty high. He went in your top five rounds. There's a reason you picked him there. You need to play him. And because Foles is starting tonight, he's a guy who tends to go to the tight end more. I think this is a game where Ertz's value oh, goes Ertz, up a yeah, lot. All this day is long. A, this yeah, is going to be a, a game point. where he's going to be getting a lot of targets. Definitely. You have to start Ertz. Zach Ertz sure, is, is definitely sure a tight end one all day. You mentioned not really having faith in Philadelphia's uh, receiving core. Mm-hmm. Now, how about when Alshon comes back? Does that change the dynamic uh, of the receivers there? Or are you still not trusting? Well, when Alshon and Wentz come back, it changes the whole dynamic because it's more of an offense where they target Alshon and then sprinkle it a little bit to everybody else. It's going to be the Alshon-Wentz show for the most part. You know, I had a chance to draft Alshon Jeffrey in a couple of my drafts, and I stayed away from him. I, I shied away from him. Um, I It wasn't even so much because of the injury. It was I just don't necessarily – trust him in that offense and I can't really pinpoint why I just don't you know I have flashbacks of when he played for the Bears and I felt like he underperformed and was underwhelming for a few seasons there with Chicago then he goes to Philly and he got a Super Bowl out the deal but ah, I don't know I I don't really I'm not really high on what they're doing with their wide receivers and and their wide receiving core as a whole in in Philadelphia Philly, yes yeah, it's a tough call. Uh, you know, with uh, you know coming back from injury, obviously he's been injured. He had a torn rotator cuff. You know, he set out a majority of last year. But it seems that Elshon is a type of player that has has gone through uh, lots of injuries. You know, over there in Chicago as well as Philadelphia, he was that. There was a couple players in every draft that I that I was part of that just kind of slid back from their ADP, and he was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he, Last night, I had a couple of drafts. He he went late. I think he went like ninth round uh, as opposed to, I think it was like his fifth or sixth round ADP. Um, but, you know, he shouldn't be out. We don't know his status, um, but we I don't see him being out, you know, more than, what, three, four weeks, if that. I mean, he might be back next week, as well as Wentz, which – uh, they're kind of being, you know, a little secretive about Wentz because I haven't been really hearing much of if like, when the timetable of return is going to be. Um, I thought he was going to be ready for the regular season, but yeah, they've not announced anything yet. Nothing. It, it's just Nick Foles is starting. Here's a question for you: Do you play Nick Foles? Is there any situation where you're starting Nick Foles as your quarterback tonight? No I think way. there. Are, yeah, I think there are so many quarter unless you're in a two quarterback league. If not, I think there are so many quarterbacks out there that are on a you know kind of that same tier as uh, Nick Foles, maybe a little higher. But they, I mean, they should be available for you, like a Jared Goff, uh, like uh, even Mahomes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm high on Mahomes this year uh, with the upside. You know, he has it. Uh, we know. Go Matt, back to podcast. Yeah, you know, you, you've talked um, about him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Matthew uh, Matthew Stafford is another good one who is kind of you know come not come. I mean, I would obviously take Stafford over Foles, but um, I, I just don't see any scenario unless you're in a two quarterback league where you're starting Nick Foles, Nick Foles. tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'm staying away from Nick Foles. Atlanta secondary is filthy. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to use the pass that much. That's I think another it's go, reason why I'm staying away from the wide receivers for Philly. Yeah, and I think they're going to go run heavy, and I think that, say what you want about Jay Ajayi, but he was on the field for 30 or more snaps in the last five out of their six games last year for Philly. And and when the average plays are ran at 55 plays a game for an offense, I mean, he's on the field for 60%, so you have to think that he's going to be involved in mm-hmm. the offense in some capacity. Now, a lot of people drafted Philadelphia's defense fairly high. It was one of the top five defense. Are you starting Philadelphia's defense against Atlanta? 
Atlanta's defense, Atlanta's offense is something that's hard to figure out because there's so many weapons that they can use at one point in time. You can stack the box as much as you want, but Matt Ryan's going to have that option to go deep to two different guys. So it's going to be a very risky move for me to start Philadelphia's defense on the first game of the season against Atlanta. I'm not starting Philly's defense or uh, or, or Atlanta's defense. Neither one, because these offenses can put up numbers and they can put up numbers in a hurry. So if you have another option, if there's something out there on waivers, just go grab that for the week. Just find a matchup that's going to work for you and plug that in and just play it safe. There's no reason for you to sit there and shoot yourself in the foot week one. You know, some leagues sit there and give you negative points if your defense gets a train ran on it, and I'm not trying to do that. I will say this. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Atlanta. Atlanta's offense two years ago was probably the, the most the highest. I mean, their offense was on another level two yep. years ago. It Last was, yeah. year – not so much, and Matt Ryan threw a lot of interceptions last year. Well, I think that was also because of injury. Offensive line was hurt. I mean, everybody right now for that offensive line is healthy. You've got Alex Matthews, Jake, uh, or Alex Mack, Jake Matthews on that left side of the offensive line that can protect that blind side for Matt Ryan. Or they're one person, they're giant blob. <laughs> and he's, can he, I don't know, they're going to keep him away. He's going to give him time in the pocket to throw, and that is one thing that Matt Ryan missed last year is being able to have time to throw deep downfield. And if he has time to throw deep and you have a a player like Julio Jones, I mean, you're going to be in good shape. And I I have Julio. I have some stock in him, so I hope he plays well. What about Mohamed Sanu? Where do you see Mohamed Sanu fitting in on on people's lineups for for tonight and for the week you know a player like Muhammad Sanu I think you know as 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 far as the whole year goes you know a flex at, mm-hmm. at most I don't I can't see him being a wide receiver too depending on how you drafted um but uh for most cases 12-man leagues I could see unless it's two wide receiver leagues I'm, I'm talking about I would see Muhammad being a flex at best so that's where I have him too. I think yeah. he's a I think he's a solid flex play for you. I think that there's times where um, he shows flashes of a wide receiver too. There's a few games where he went off, but again, like his snap involvement, it fluctuates so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much inconsistency. I wouldn't even put him in a flex position. He's the guy where I would have him sitting ready for a bye week. He's the guy that's on my bench. I'm not starting him on anything this week. Right. What well, about a guy like uh, real quick? What about a guy yeah. like Austin Hooper? There was a lot of talk about him uh, going into the season. A lot of talk last year about him. And he had a couple good games, but really and truly, I feel like he was underwhelming for the most part. Does Austin Hooper have a rebound, not not a rebound season, and does he perform tonight for you? I like Austin Hooper. I mean, he's, uh, what's his third year? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, rookie year came out, sophomore year came out. You know, I guess, you know, there was a lot of hype behind uh, Austin Hooper. Maybe he hasn't played up to that potential just yet. But I think every year, uh, you know, he's going to mature, understand the league more. And I think that the third year is a good year to break out. And that could very well happen to Austin Hooper for Austin Hooper this year. So I like Austin. He he went undrafted in a lot of my leagues as well. So he might be a good later uh, pickup or a pickup right now if you want to stash him. And, you know, the upside is there for Austin Hooper. Um, so uh, we are excited. Obviously, Thursday Night Football is on tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Cannot wait for that. I do want to move on. Probably the biggest news of them all is the Le'Veon Bell situation. Here we go. Um, as you guys know, he has not reported to the Steelers facility. Um, he has already been ruled out for uh, game one, the first you know week one. So you have James Conner going to take that starting role. Um, but you know, as far as the drafting goes, because a lot of fantasy drafts happened last night, and some are going to happen today too. Uh, what are you doing now that you know that potentially Le'Veon Bell could be out for 10 weeks? See, if you have 
a top five pick and he slips down to four or five, I think you have to go and pull the trigger and take Bell, but you have to keep in mind, get his handcuff in Connor later on in the draft. If you don't get yeah, but Connor, because you're thinking, I'm I mean, thinking, Connor, I'm thinking like seventh round for he Connor. Won't, I, I don't see Connor lasting to the seventh round with. He, he went till the ninth round in our league wow. yesterday. Who had Le'Veon Bell? How could he not? I mean, Hosted. <laughs> that's a handcuff that it's, get, it's a must. Yeah. That's a must. That's the issue with taking Le'Veon Bell right now with that fifth pick, is that you're you're going to sacrifice a, a fifth or sixth round pick with Connor, and say Le'Veon Bell comes back in week two. Now you have you wasted a fifth or sixth round pick on his backup, who very well is not really going to play once Le'Veon's back. Once Le'Veon's back, I mean, it's a wrap. You're starting Le'Veon every single but don't week. You, but don't you think that's good value, though, when he drops all the way down to five instead of two? I mean, two to five is a substantial drop in production. Well, but take, the problem is, he might not play until week 10. And yeah. at that point, your fantasy season's it's over. over. So this is a risk-reward type of play. It's very if, risk if your balls, sure. If you're ballsy enough to go out there and, and pick him up, you have to have a backup plan in mind. I have him in one of my leagues. He was, uh, I think we had the, I think we had the second overall pick. Yeah, we had second pick in this league. All right, and we end up taking him, but we did a good enough job drafting to where we've got. We ended up getting Cream Hunt because he fell. Uh, ended up getting um, Christian Wait, McCaffrey. What? Yeah, Kareem yeah, Hunt. Yeah, dude. At it, the bottom like, of the second. If I show if I show you this, if I show you the results oh. from this draft, you're gonna be like, "What?" the So hell? your top three, you have Le'Veon Bell, Kareem Hunt, and Christian McCaffrey. Exactly. So I'm stacked. I don't have to worry about this. I can move him to my bench, and I can sit there, and yeah. I'll be fine. It's not that big a deal. I can absorb this. Other teams aren't. Other people's teams aren't going to be able to absorb this. So you have to go out there and you have to hit the waiver wire now. You have to try to find somebody if you haven't already. I mean, we've been talking about Le'Veon Bell possibly not playing week one for a couple weeks now. It's been in the air, and you can kind of see it coming. You thought he was going to show up later on or earlier this week. He was going to be in camp, and it wasn't going to be a big deal. It was going to be similar to what happened last year. Even the Pittsburgh Steelers thought this. They went into yesterday thinking, yeah, he's going to be here. And then he didn't show up. And now there's all this backlash from the, the from the offensive line. Oh, you see all those tweets? There's yes. so many so tweets bad. out the there. Flying so everywhere. this is what makes me really scared about this entire situation. So he doesn't show up until week 10, right? So now you're screwed on your fantasy team. You decide, okay, whatever, we're going to play him. You absorb the loss. You, yeah. you somehow get into a position where you're going to make the playoffs. You go ahead and you play him that very first game, week 10. Not in do, game do, shape. Do, do, the, do the linemen just move out of the way yeah, right. and, and just let them? Because if you read what has been what has been written about what these linemen are saying about him and the way that they're taking him sitting out and what it means to them, I mean, it sounds like a lot of bad it's, blood it's there. Bad. Yeah. It's very Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know? And, and, uh, and also, uh, to tag along to that point, is that what kind of shape is he going to be in coming in at, at week 10? Uh, ten games into the season, you know these players have obviously played for you know ten games. He's coming in, you know his week one is week ten. Is he going to be fresh? Maybe, but is he going to be game ready? Doubtful, right? And that's how a lot of injuries could happen as well. And 
listen, he cannot afford to get injured. He's playing for that big contract. Now, I know you know he feels in his heart he deserves that big contract already. He's proven it. His agent feels that way as well. Actually, I do want to play a clip from his agent. Um, so, But you know, every time you step foot on that field, you're taking a risk of getting injured. And I think that's what he is fearful of, obviously. But you know, thinking about his teammates, uh, his offensive linemen, they made a lot of great points in some tweets. They put it all on the line every week for him. It's a team game. It's not a one-on-one game. Le'Veon's not doing you know, all this production by himself. That offensive line is a huge help. And they're making a quarter of what he's making. They're not making a million dollars a game. I mean, can, can I, whatever, 850000 whatever it is. They're not making that money. So, yeah, go ahead. Make all right, point. well, I was going to say one thing before that. The, the high-end offensive linemen are getting paid more than the Todd Gurley's and the Le'Veon Bells of the world. They are not getting, on Pittsburgh. Not well, yeah, not on Pittsburgh. But I'm saying like the higher highest end guys, the guys like Jake Matthews, the guys like um, trying to Blaine Johnson, the guys that are the creme de la creme of tackles and guys who are supposed to protect the quarterbacks and the running backs. Those guys are getting paid way more than Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. Those guys on Pittsburgh are not worth that much. You are paid what you are worth. And without Le'Veon Bell, it's a complete X factor because not only can he catch the ball out of the backfield, but he is so good in open space when he runs the football. He's sensational running. I would argue that he's better out in space than Todd Gurley is. So Marquise Pouncey uh, is on the record saying, this is about Le'Veon obviously, why play hide and seek? Why let your agent say this? Just man up and tell us what you're going to do. Basically, meaning... uh, we haven't heard from Le'Veon. We don't know what's going on in his mind. His agent did come out and, and say some things. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm going to play for you. Um, but I, I, I agree with him. Like it's a team game. You're kind of you're, you're you're being extremely selfish when it comes to this situation because you have offensive linemen and and everyone else, quarterback, everyone on that team is out there fighting for each other. And it just seems that he's kind of in his own world. Uh, but here's Le'Veon's agent. Talking about his uh, his status right now. Le'Veon has several years ahead of him in football. We know right now his days in Pittsburgh are precarious at best. Um, we also know how he's been utilized in the past by the Steelers organization. Um, so that and that and again, that's not nothing to say negative about the Steelers. They have one of the best players who have ever played this position, and they rely on him heavily for the production that he can provide. But in doing so, you take away from his future years. Now look. Every player, because of what I said at the outset about programming to be team post and, and to focus first on the collective, every player is built that way, right? And so it's only when that player gets to take care of his personal concerns that he can then revert to the collective, right? And to join and to be focused on wins, wins for the team, wins for the group, right? But when we find ourselves in a situation like this, Right when the player is forced now to think less of the group and to think more about his individual long-term success, you know, you know, again, we find ourselves where we are. So as his future goes, I think his future remains bright. I don't think there's much selling Le'Veon has to do as to, as, as with regard to his talent on the field. I think anybody who's watched this young man play since his rookie year knows, realizes that he's a special talent. Now, I understand where they're coming from. There's a lot of money on the line, and it's his career, and this is going to be his biggest contract of his career, and he's heading into his well, he's in his prime years, kind of that top of his prime years. Mm-hmm. So he wants to get that big contract. At the same time, it's 
it's such – I mean, there's 53 men on this team, not including the coaching staff. There's a lot – it's a team game, so it's – it's a it's a tough situation. It's very it, tough. It's a weird situation too because what he's trying to do is he's trying to protect himself. Last season, the Pittsburgh Steelers used him over four hundred times. That's a lot of wear and tear on somebody's body, especially a running back who's out there basically in a car crash every single time he touches the ball. Now he's also trying to raise the bar for skilled players, for guys like Todd Gurley. Uh, other running backs as a whole for the positional group. He's trying to raise the bar as to what their maximum salary could be. Because right now, he feels like he should be getting paid similar to Odell Beckham Jr. He should be up there with the quarterbacks. And you can make that argument that he deserves that money. So what he's trying to do is not just protect his body, but protect himself and help move the entire pay structure for a group in the NFL up and get them up on that upper echelon for dollars and cents and on top of all that he's got a weird he's in a weird spot because if he sits out the entire season he's basically stuck in Pittsburgh for another year so you're just gonna go through this again or you're gonna retire it's the only two ways about it or get traded they're talking about trading him that was a rumor that's kind of going around I I could see him being traded I I could be shocking but Khalil Mack just got traded you never think that Khalil would get traded that's true it could happen it could happen if he comes back by week ten, the thing is he has to he has to sign his franchise tender, yeah. and then he has to report to camp. Uh, I believe it by by week ten. It has to be before week eleven. If he does that, he gets credit for a full year. So he ends up getting a prorated contract off of whatever his franchise tag is, yeah. and he can play 14, the rest fourteen and a half million. Right, he can play the rest of the season out that way, and then he gets to free agency next year. So he's trying to balance all these things, and and, and it's not just done in a vacuum. There's so many other things that he's trying to take into account and not just benefit himself. I mean, he is caring about himself, but he's also trying to do this for all the running backs in the league as well. So you got to look at it from that point of view it's too. It's a big risk cuz he's losing 854,000 a, a week. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a lot, lot of cash. Well, of if he money. signs the franchise tender, doesn't he get the whole thing guaranteed? I don't believe so. I think it's prorated okay. based upon the game as you miss. Yeah, because he was he's getting the franchise tender based on a 16 game season, mm-hmm. and he's showing up in week 10 or 11. Right, so, so he's probably going to get about five million of that. Right, then. Yep. you're going to go out and pay a, a Todd Gurley, who yeah, he's three or four years younger than Le'Veon Bell, but he's to me unproven. When you have Le'Veon Bell, who is year in and year out a consistent dark horse for the NFL MVP, and has like Adam said over 400 times he's involved with the offense. You have to pay that man his money. I don't care. You want to give all this money to Antonio Brown. You want to give all this money to Ben Roethlisberger. And those guys are great. But those guys, I don't think, impact the game as much as Le'Veon Bell. Every single play, when Le'Veon Bell is lined up in the backfield, they are playing to see where Le'Veon is going. Just to give a little perspective, Le'Veon Bell is the 53rd highest paid player in the NFL. Todd Gurley is the 60th. All right? So Le'Veon Bell is due for his contract, so he wants to elevate that up to where a guy like Antonio Brown is, Odell Beckham Jr. is. Antonio Brown is the 27th highest paid player in the NFL, and Odell Beckham Jr. is tied for 21st. So he wants to get up into that upper tier, and he wants to raise that up for all the running backs. I mean, Todd Gurley just signed a contract. Todd Gurley had a great season last year, and I I believe uh, not the year before that, but the year before that, he had a really good season. So... Todd Gurley's one of those guys where you're like, oh, yeah, he should be up there making all kinds of cash, too. But when you really look at it, he's way down at the bottom. Or he's kind of in that middle area. You know, 
He's like 60 but, in the but NFL. He, but he also, but, but he's he an elite also, talent. But, he, but he also signed an extension off of his rookie-based contract, which is more than what Le'Veon Bell's rookie-based contract right. was. So, he got more guaranteed money coming out of college. So, I mean, if you think about it, it all evens out at some point. So you're obviously not starting Le'Veon Bell this week. He's not playing. Are you starting James Conner this week uh, in, for his replacement? For sure. Cleveland has not seen any James Conner at all during the preseason. There's not a whole lot of tape on him. He played like three games last year. I think that offensive line is going to be stout again this year for Pittsburgh, um, and Conner can catch it out of the backfield a little bit too. So I'm, I'm going to start Conner if you have him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Conner is a must start. And to be quite honest, I think that offensive line is going to work even harder to open up holes for Conner just to prove a point that you know, they could do it without Lev Bell because you do still have Antonio Brown. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. It's like a tongue twister. Uh, you have Big Ben. So, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, Connor is a must-start in all formats until Lev Bell comes back, if he comes back. Uh, who else? You guys have some some good starts uh, for the week? It's week one. Oh, man, I, I have some we good We got to help him out. Um, I think the best start is... Well, and I'm talking about like you know not the obvious starts you know you start your studs, but for the people who are are questioning who to start as their wide receiver to who to start in their flex questions like that players like that do you have anyone in mind? I'm for starting them? the entire Rams offense <laughs> against Oakland. Oakland. <laughs> yeah, Oakland gave up uh, 241 yards through the air last year and 109 on the ground. And now you factor in they don't have Khalil Mack and that defense is absolutely brutal. Start. Everybody you can start from the Rams because they're going to get points. They're going to run it up. This is going to be week one. They're looking to, to put people on notice. Start every offensive person you can start from the Rams. And they have a lot. So one guy I really like in particular for Houston versus New England is Will Fuller. I think this is a very tricky offense for New England to de- uh, defend against because what do we know about them in mobile quarterbacks? They struggle a lot. What happened last year, season opener, Kareem Hunt with Alex Smith. They had that mobile quarterback. They had that guy who was able to get downfield. Fuller's that guy who's going to be able to get downfield. I like Fuller if you're going to start him in your And Fuller was uh, off the injury report as well. So he he's coming back. He's going to be healthy. You got Deshaun Watson coming back. And we saw what Deshaun Watson did last year in the small little six-game stint that we saw him. So who knows? That could be a really big shootout. I do like that game. Um, someone I like who um, is, playing, is a receiver is uh, Kenny Stills over there playing against Tennessee with Devontae Parker out. And you have Ryan Tannehill back. Uh, Kenny Stills actually had a very solid preseason, and he looks comfortable uh, over there in Miami. So I think Kenny Stills could have a big week um, against uh, Tennessee, although I do like the corners there in Tennessee. So the injury report is also still out with Minnesota and San Francisco. For Minnesota, Thielen's going to be out. A guy who I kind of like as a long shot if you're in a 10- or 12-man league is Laquan Treadwell to kind of fill that void a little bit if you're willing to take the risk on him. Like he That's has, risky, he had, but it's, it's a risk very, It's very play. risk, but... He's. They're going to throw the ball downfield mm-hmm. against San Francisco because their secondary is trash. So I would take. A, a, it's a very big roll of the dice. But me personally, I would pick up Laquan Treadwell in a ten or twelve and put him in that flex. Obviously, Demarius Thomas is a wide receiver one for I believe just about everybody. But I think Emmanuel Sanders has a lot of upside. This is a retooled uh, Seattle Seahawks secondary. 
Say that three times fast. Yeah, right. uh, it, it's not very good. The defense as a whole has been restructured. It, there's no Legion of Boom anymore. Yeah. Well, Earl Thomas he, is back. He is. He has reported yeah, back. But. Right, but he's one guy. There yeah. is no more Legion of Boom. You can go deep on this defense. Their cornerbacks aren't very good. So Emmanuel Sanders is a guy who I can see as a strong wide receiver two, pushing to be a wide receiver one this week. Uh, a ton of upside for him. I also I love John Ross against the Colts. The Colts defense struggled last year. They're going to struggle this year. They haven't made many changes. Yeah, they have a better offense with luck in there. Hopefully, we'll see. Uh, but I think that defense is going to struggle mightily, and I believe that John Ross will have a big week alongside A.J. Green. My last one here is Alex Collins against the Bills. I think he's going to be a RB1 or an RB2 for this week because – the Bills' defense is so bad. Well, he's front. getting drafted as an RB one. I mean, he's starting right, but, but, over there in Baltimore. But, but like in most leagues, he's RB RB two. I would say I would hammer him in a starting running back position this week because he's going to be good against the Bills. Who are you? Have another one? I have another one. Go for ahead. You. Uh, Chris Thompson for love him. for Washington. I love him. Uh, last year, weeks one through nine. He was or weeks one, weeks yeah it was weeks one through nine he was running back nine Killed and that it. was when he was getting a ton of production and a ton of volume those screenplays they it, loved him exactly I see him doing a lot of that this year uh, I think he's a guy you got to start this week especially with Alex Smith there too who loves to dump the ball mm-hmm. off to the running back in the backfield I said it was my last one on the previous one but I'm I'm getting too I, many I, notes too many notes man too many go ahead do you hear the papers I'm, falling I over not, I am not starting Jimmy G at all this week oh, oh, wait, 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 we haven't got to the sit on guys hold on he's racing through come on he's got so many notes he's about to do seriously we're about to get there right now so that's actually what was my next my next question before you said I have one more so what are who are some players that we should avoid playing this week Jimmy G Jimmy G is number one in my book because that that even though he has the quick release, he's not going to be able to keep up with that secondary of Minnesota. There's just no way. He doesn't have weapons that are fast enough. Ooh, Marquise Goodwin is extremely fast. Have you seen Minnesota's secondary? They're, They're great. Insane. But uh, Marquise Goodwin is one of the fastest receivers in this well, league. You can be, well, yeah, but they play. He's not good against zone defenses like Minnesota. He's going to struggle with a guy like Harrison Smith playing at safety, going up top. You're not going to get. You're not going to get away with it. I'm sorry. You're just not. So I'm staying away from Jimmy G. This That's week. funny though, because look at that. On my notes, Jimmy, Jimmy G, G against Minnesota. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm staying away from Russell Wilson this week. Uh, again, bad offensive line in front of him. Awful. Um, his main primary target on the outside, Doug Baldwin, banged up all preseason, and you're going up against the good Broncos defense. I'm staying away from Russell Wilson. If you have to start him, start him, but be forewarned. If there's somebody better out there for you to get maybe off waivers to fill in for a week, or if you've got a second quarterback that you can play instead – I would go that option. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple sit-ems because I know Jed has probably about sixteen. So I'm gonna let you I'm gonna them. let you take the rest of the way. I'm sitting Sterling Shepard against the Jags. Uh, not only does Eli have a lot of weapons now with Barkley, Odell, and you have uh, Evan Ingram, uh, so Shepard might get lost even all season. Um, uh, but I'm definitely sitting him against the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars is probably the scariest defense I've ever seen. Uh, since doing fantasy football. I'm also sitting uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, he didn't have a great year last year. I think, I mean, it's only uphill, you know, this year for Amari. Can't really get much worse. Um, but, uh, you know, against the Rams on Monday Night Football, I, the Rams are, I mean, picked up Marcus Peters to Tlaib. Good luck. I think that's going to be a rough outing for everybody at Oakland, like you said earlier. That's funny that you say that because I've got him in there as a weak wide receiver, too, if you're lucky. Yeah, it's tough. 
it's going to be hard for him. Jordy Nelson the same way, right? Yeah. It, just sit him. Don't don't even bother. All right, Chad. All right. There's mine. Now it's your turn. <laughs> right. Go ahead, buddy. Right. We're, we're I am sitting Mike Evans, and I am sitting Deshaun Jackson. That secondary for the Saints is very mean. They have an elite pass rusher in Cam Jordan that's going to be pressuring Fitzpatrick all day long. They're going to go run heavy. They're going to go Peyton Barber. They're going to go Ronald Jones. It's not going to be a good week for Tampa Bay. Sit both those guys if you want to save yourself a headache. Any more? No, I think I'm. Wait, I think that's, that's all you it. got? Well, I think that's do you it. want me to go down the rabbit hole? Go ahead. I'll give you. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you one more minute to name as many sitems as you want. <laughs> right. Rapid fire. I don't, I don't, do it. I don't but like. I don't by like jet Sa- only. I do not like Saquon Barkley this week at all wow. against Jacksonville. But you got to start him. But I know you can't sit your first round pick. It's not good against Jacksonville. You rapid fire. Against, go. No. Just keep going. Saquon, okay, Saquon. Saquon Barkley. No. Anybody on the Ravens besides Alex Collins? No. Um, start or sit Garcon as well. No Garcon. That's all you got? That's all I Oh, got. man, I was expecting 100. Wow. I thought this was going to be like Santa Claus wow. list. No. <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, you know, again, Jed, thank you for all uh, your commentary and your notes. It was very, very helpful. Tons of knowledge uh, over there. Jock, thank you as well. My name is Slim. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Before the Snap Fantasy Podcast. We're super excited. Uh, week one kicks off tonight. Uh, it was at 8.20, actually, kickoff Eastern NFL Time. NFL Network, baby! Uh, NFL Network, you're going to have the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the Philadelphia Eagles. So you know darn well we're going to be watching that game tonight, keeping up um, you know, with our scores. Can't wait until Sunday. Got my stat trackers. Going to have all, all my three TVs going and my two computers. Uh, really excited for week one. We will see you guys next Tuesday to recap all the games from Sunday and Monday. Um, and then also Thursday, uh, next Thursday, we'll be um, covering Thursday Night Football as well. And, uh, yeah, that's it. You guys? You guys good? Any last words? Uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, snap underscore FF. Yeah, and very then, nice. Uh, follow us on Instagram at before underscore the underscore snap. Yeah, uh, dude, you killed it. I got it, bro. You there killed it. Follow plan. us. We'll see you guys next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.